Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins and welcome back to another episode of the New Guide Radio Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a training day I did a few weeks ago. It was my ALS training. Uh, so today I'm going to be talking exactly what ALS is all about, the day and what it involved and what it means now that I've got this extra piece of training and what I can do with it in the emergency department. So this type of training isn't just specific to nurses within the emergency department. You'll find that nurses and doctors within a whole host of different areas will have this training in ALS. ALS stands for Advanced Life Support and their guidelines are based upon the latest evidence from the Australian Resuscitation Council. So this is the highest quality evidence that we have to go by for these types of medical emergencies. And what this training package does is it makes you into an um, effective team member when assessing deteriorating patients. So it goes through particular algorithms based upon if a patient is in a shockable or a non-shockable rhythm when they're in cardiac arrest, uh, and also how to initiate and perform transcutaneous pacing. The training day itself was absolutely incredible. I loved the experience. Uh, and let me tell you why. So the, the way that the training day was um, structured was, was fantastic. They started you off, they talked you through what we're gonna learn about on the day, and straight away they got you in with a mock scenario. And so we're all sort of caught off guard that little bit. And so because there was about 12 people in the room uh, with three quarters of those people being doctors, it was, um, it was just learning how to coordinate the team appropriately, who was doing certain things. We didn't exactly know how to use the equipment so well, and it was just a bit of a mess. And that was great. It was the best thing ever, because then you knew exactly which areas that you needed to improve upon. Uh, before the day even began, let's start before that. So we got this given this big training booklet, and it went through absolutely everything that you need to know, going over... Uh, the primary survey in detail, how to obviously assess your patient. It goes over your shockable versus non-shockable rhythms and the algorithm that you use depending on whichever one it is and which medications that you'd be using in, in any of these scenarios as well. So, and then it goes over your indications, contraindications, precautions, onset and uh, half-life of these medications as well. Um, so you got given all this information to prepare with uh, and then you're turning up to the day expected to, to go over it a bit more and then pass a written test as well as a practical test. So, and there's a bit, there's a bit riding on it, so it's a, it's a big day. Um, but that first initial scenario was great. It caught us all off guard and it got us into the, the frame of mind that we needed to be in to, to get through the rest of the day. Uh, and on the day we went over skill stations, so effectively uh, performing uh, ventilations via a bag valve mask. Where do we put the, 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 the mask itself if the patient has, is either a, a tracheostomy in place or whether they've had a laryngectomy. Um, going over how to use the defibrillator in detail, which is one of the areas that I particularly enjoyed the most. Um, and also how to perform transcutaneous pacing, which is something I've never done before. I never really learned too much about, so that was invaluable. Uh, but I'd say one of also the big highlights of the day was getting hands-on with the different medications that we'd be using. Within the intensive care unit, I've played around quite a bit before and, and actively used medications such as amiodarone, uh, magnesium, potassium, they're, something, they're medications that we'd use all the time. Uh, but when you're in a, an arrest scenario, 
the way in which you draw them up and the way in which you give them are quite a bit different than what you do in comparison to how I was using an ICU. So it was good to get hands-on with these medications, but it was also good to play with some other medications that I've never really used too much before, such as calcium chloride, lignocaine, and sodium bicarbonate as just examples. Um, the way in which it was structured as well, so that we had the, uh, a person from the intensive care unit, so one of the nurses that I was working besides last year, she came in and gave a really good breakdown of how to set up for intubations, which I absolutely loved, it was fantastic. I uh, had a, uh, another one of the ICU pharmacists, which I was actively working besides last year as well, came down and talked about um, the different medications, so exactly what I was, was talking about just before. Uh, and then it was pretty much the rest of the day, apart from going over the algorithms and stuff, it was just getting involved within certain scenarios. And that's what I loved. They broke the team off into two lots of six in different rooms. Um, so they're smaller class sizes, which means that everyone got multiple goes. And the way that the scenarios work, so you'll have the one person being assessed and they're the person that's running the scenario. But all the other people in the room are also involved in the scenario as well within certain roles. So for example, if I'm running the scenario, you'll have another person will be timekeeping and documenting everything that's happening. You'll have another person that will be on the defibrillator. Um, you'll have another person performing chest compressions. Um, you'll have another person on the airway performing ventilation by the bag valve mask. So everyone is involved but ultimately it's the person running the scenario who is the one who dictates who does what sort of roles and who needs to switch positions and ultimately just learning how to be a leader in these scenarios as well, which is pretty important to do. Um, but what's great about that is that because we all need goes at leading scenarios and we all had multiple goes at being that leader, it means that we all were able to have a, a go at all of these other positions as well. So I particularly enjoyed being able to time keep and be the scribe because it's something that junior people within arrest scenarios and these medical emergencies are often given. They're often given the clipboard with a piece of paper and told to write down everything that's happening pretty quickly. And that can be pretty confronting. Um, just seeing the piece of paper that you would actually be writing on was gold because it means that you're getting familiarized with this sort of stuff. And also I loved being the person who was uh, working the, the defibrillator. So you'd be the one who's actively getting out the, the pads, putting them on the, on the dummy. Um, you'd be switching it from automatic mode to manual mode. You'd be charging up the, the, the defibrillator if it wasn't needed to be giving a charge, you'd dump the dump it, um, dump the charge. And what, what this really means is that you're just getting active time and just repetitively learning how to use the same monitor that you would actually be using in these scenarios, um, which was gold. Um, so when we all had multiple goes, it came to three quarters of the way through the day and we sat down and we did a, a multiple choice exam. Um, so I passed that one. And then we came on to our final big assessment of the day, and that was our scenario that we needed to lead. Um, so again, it was all about uh, assessing the patient, having a think of what is actually happening, being able to lead the scenario appropriately and utilize your other people 
um, in your group. So knowing how to escalate the situation. Does this need to be escalated? Yes, it does. Okay, how do I do that? Getting other people involved, telling them and sort of leading in, in certain, telling the people you know where they need to be and what they're needing to do. Um, and just again, going through these ALS algorithms and assessing why the patient may be um, happening as well. So you go over again, you go over the four H's and four T's, which is something that I think everyone really needs to know about reversible causes of cardiac arrest. So you've got hypoxia, hypovolemia, hyperhypothermia, and hyperhypokalemia. And then your T's, so you've got your um, cardiac tamponade, You've got your tension, pneumothorax, you've got toxins and thrombus. So they should be things that you just actively roll off the tongue and really thinking about during these arrest scenarios. If you've never seen them before, please look into it. It's not something that you should obviously just know off the top of your head when you're first starting off nursing, but the, the longer you go through it, the, the better or easier it will come to you exactly what's happening. Um, so I did my big scenario for the day, I passed it, and it's incredible. They, each, they gave each of us our little pins that we get to wear on our shirts and our scrubs, um, which signifies that we are now ALS competent and qualified. And so what does that mean for me now? So it's actually pretty cool. It's going to be something I talk about on the next episode, is that now I get to be a team member within the rapid response team within the emergency department. Um, which is something I had my very first go at the other day, which was so, so much fun. It's something I can't wait to talk to you guys about as well. Uh, but it also means that I can now drop patients off from the emergency department to different wards. Uh, so if these patients are considered that they could have potential to deteriorate, I now bring a trolley along with me, um, which has a defibrillator and a whole bunch of medications that we are taught within these ALS algorithms. Uh, I bring them on a little trolley as the, um, the porter delivers the patient to the ward as well. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So thanks for listening, guys. If you have any questions about ALS, don't hesitate to ask. It's something that all pretty much Australian nurses at some time will, will go through. And I hope that this episode today sort of provides some insight of the day, what to expect and what's involved. Anyway, guys, I'll talk to you soon.